Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like the episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running. Second, if you are a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, we created an ebook for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All we charge is our admin cost to keep the show running. So, if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says get the ebook to grab yourself a copy today. So with that said, let's dive right in. Today we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club Deal Review. Today we have with us Logan Freeman. Logan was with us recently on a full episode. So if you want to check out Logan's full episode, look into the history. You can find it there. Probably the last episode that was released. Um, But today, Logan is going to take us through an individual deal that he accomplished recently. So Logan, where was this deal located? It was in Independence, Missouri, which is a eastern Jackson County submarket of Kansas City, about 15 minutes from downtown. Independence, Missouri, right? Um, I think I remember that city from uh, the Oregon Trail game. A long time. Oh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right, actually. I'm, it, it's definitely, it, Harry Truman lived there. Oh, there you go. Uh, what type of property was this? It was a 426-unit multifamily property. Ooh, that's a big guy. It is a big guy. Um, okay. And then uh, why did you want to buy this? What, what about this property drew you to it? Well, I, I broker a lot of deals out in independence. And the reason I wanted to buy this was because I love figuring out why somebody wants to sell. And this was a uh, private equity firm that had bought this property. They had a five-year hold period on it. Okay. So they had implemented their business plan on about 72% of the units and it had been proven. And uh, they hit their IRRs, they got their return for their investors, and it was time to sell. Well, guess what? Now there's 28% of those units on 426. That's a lot uh, for us to go renovate and still push the value on the deal. So that's why I wanted to buy it. um, And that's where I thought the value was going to be at. I love it. What was the, uh, we'll get into the finances later. So moving on, um, how did you find it? One of the top brokers in the city brought it to me. Brokers, yeah. and that would be the answer. There is networking, my ladies and networking. ladies and gentlemen. Networking is key. I'm, um, I find most on. of my deals off of LinkedIn. Believe it or not, it's crazy. You get deals off LinkedIn. You said, mm-hmm. "I love it." LinkedIn, it's the next Facebook. Yeah, you know that's how I've been yeah. for a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next question is, how did you finance it? Well, we financed it with agency loans. So we had one, uh, you know, we had one conventional loan, and we had two small balance loans because it was it's a this was compiled of three different properties, 253 units, 113 and 60. I think that's the, oh, the, the portfolio, the portfolio of three properties. So uh, we had one conventional loan and two small balance loans. 
Gotcha. So um, I had to raise seven point six million dollars for it. That is uh, that is the other question. So you you, <laughs> you financed it with a conventional lending, and then you raised the money through. How'd you go about doing that? Was it all through your network, or did you um, actually you know do marketing for this? Now we it is a five hundred six B. Believe it or not, um, so you have to have a massive network to be able to take something like that down. And uh, I was able to. Uh, partner with one of my capital uh, partners from California. So I've been spending a ton of time educating out in the tech industry in California. And one guy has really stepped up and become a, a really strong capital partner for us. So he took a portion and then uh, FTW, our, our company that bought it, it, it also took the, a large portion of the equity. I love it. Um, next question is value. So how, I mean, it sounds like you already, uh, you brushed over this a little bit already, but how'd you add value to this property? Yeah, I mean, so there's a couple things on this deal. Obviously, we're going to continue to implement the uh, the business plan. And actually, on this deal, uh, during our contract period, because we went under contract late March, actually, uh, so it was a long, a long contract period. The NOI went up substantial, and uh, there was a risk to the deal um, about two weeks in, in advance. And so, uh, long story short. Uh, the NOI has gone up. The value of the property went up. If you ask somebody, between six hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars. So um, the the business plan was continuing to be implemented, but we're also going to add amenities. So there's a pool there. But it hasn't been working for a while. Uh, we have a large Hispanic population. Uh, Hispanics love to play soccer, so we're actually putting in soccer soccer fields for the kids. And so there's some other things like that on that, but most of it is just continuing to implement the same business plan that they've been doing the last four years. And that was uh, flipping individual units. That's right. They're about 72% of the way through. So you guys went, you finished that, the rest of that, what is it? 26, 28%? Yep, 28%. (laughs) And uh, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, So you flipped and then you added a few additional amenities. Um, uh, Soccer field, by the way, that is a really good idea. Yeah. I got that by talking to the tenants, man. I mean, that's... So, I mean, we just said, what would you, what, what would you want? And we did a survey across all the tenants and that was a, that was a huge highlight for us. And I said, well, we can make that happen. We got tons of green space. And so um, we're making it happen for them. And in terms of capital outlay, I mean, you just get some paint, you draw some, draw some, <laughs> you know, square the, the grass and you're good. Yeah. It's not that hard. Now we got to uh, keep it maintained, but. Yeah, exactly. Next, um, what were the numbers? Let's, let's dive deep into this. Uh, you bought it. I think you already mentioned this number. It was, I don't remember. What was the number? Yeah, we bought it at 21750000 21. All right. Take us through the rest. You bought it for $21 million. Um, What was the, the rehab budget that you guys had in there? You know, the rehab budget was, um, and I have to pull this up exactly, but I would say that we had, you know, in relation to per unit, somewhere between uh, $8,000 and $12,000, depending on where the size of the unit was for the rehab budget. And then the CapEx budget was obviously different than that. But um, the units there are about 700, they go from 700 square feet all the way up to 980 square foot. And so we're implementing flooring, which is about $4 a foot installed paint, which is about $225, you know, $2.25 to paint the, the units. We've got our cabinets, which we're doing a lot of painting of those cabinets. Uh, we've got vanities and then uh, new appliances. So, I mean, but a big portion of it is flooring and paint on all of these units. I mean, that's just, they got a lot of carpet in those units and uh, I don't like carpet. So 
Uh, we're taking all of the carpet out and we're implementing with LVT and that's a large expense on the, on the deal. So uh, the exteriors are really nice. We're, we're doing a lot of striping and, and resurfacing of the parking lots. They set the parking lots up really goofy. Um, if you're, if you get a unit over there, you get two spots, but they're, um, they're in front of each other. So, you know, like you have a spot here, but you have a spot directly in front of it. So it's kind of a little goofy. So we're actually thinking through how we might be able to um, reconfigure the parking lots as well. And then the exteriors need a little bit of paint, but also um, they need trash enclosures, man. This is the biggest thing that we see on a lot of properties is just trash everywhere, overflowing. And then the dumpsters are just in the parking lot. So we're going to build some really nice ones. And I don't like the wood ones because the wood ones warp. We have all four seasons here. We get a lot of snow. We get a lot of heat. And so that just, you know, moves it around. So we're going to build some nice trash enclosures as well. That's actually a really good idea. We uh, we just bought a mobile home park out in George here. Um, and I'm going to impl- implement that because I've never yeah. uh, installed a, a trash enclosure, but yeah. that's uh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I mean, um, it's a little more expensive, but they they stay really, really nice. And if you don't want to have to continue to you know, change out the wood on those things. And I, I recommend doing brick or some sort of stone with, and if you want to, you can even do a uh, just a wood door because the doors are a lot cheaper to replace than the whole, you know, the whole enclosure. Perfect. I love it. So uh, we were on the numbers. You said 21 million and then you said about 12,000 per unit. You had 28 units, so 336,000 yep. for rehab. So that's, uh, that does not increase that, that total price all that much. Um, so let's talk about the exit. What, uh, what are you guys looking to, is it a long-term hold or are you, um, looking to sell in five years? Well, we're going to sell this thing in five years. Um, you know, we might recapitalize it in five years, but we got some really great debt terms. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, since the, since we were under contract and, uh, the NOI has gone up so much, I, I really think we'll get an offer earlier than that. But, um, you know, everybody was waiting for COVID pricing and, uh, you know, if you waited for COVID pricing, you didn't get COVID pricing because it, they're they're gone. I mean, we have seven or eight months now of of collections, and everybody's feeling more comfortable now. Well, they weren't back in March and April. So if these, I talked to the sellers, if they were going to come back on, you know, to if we didn't buy it, they were going to take it back to to market, and they were going to be on, uh, you know, the price was going to be closer to the twenty four million that they bought it at. So um, I think there's some serious value to be had here, but. Uh, cash flows like crazy right now. And so, um, you know, I think we'll, we'll keep it for at least three years and then kind of just test the water, see what's going on in Kansas city. Perfect. I love it. And final question, um, lesson learned. So what is the biggest lesson you learned throughout this entire process? Man, I mean, so we had a big capital partner kind of going into the deal. So they were going to raise a lot of the capital. Uh, it was an investment bank. Actually, it's what they do. Um, they dropped the ball. Uh, they raised about 150 grand in 30 days, and so I had to go renegotiate uh, an extension and said, "I'm bringing this in house. We're going to do it ourselves," and we did. Uh, but the biggest lesson learned is: do not put all of your eggs in one basket for any component of the of the real estate equation. And so, um, always have a backup plan. And if you haven't done a big deal with somebody before, I recommend starting on a smaller scale with less risk. Uh, so that was the biggest lesson that I learned is. You know, you can outsource a lot of things, but uh, there's some things in the business that you might or should not outsource unless you have a good relationship with the person that you're outsourcing to. Love it. Um, So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the deal review. Logan, thank you for hopping on and sharing everything that you did. uh, You just shared about that um, Independence, Missouri property. 
Uh, if you guys want to check out his full episode, again, look in the history. It should be the previous episode that was released. Other than that, as always, have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate and look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, 
go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.